The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station. Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, Central Ohio's leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Good morning, everyone. Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth here on this uh, wonderful June Saturday morning. So wanted to talk through uh, a couple different things. So I've gotten a lot of uh, questions, and I actually ran into several folks um, at some local events here, uh, business-related events in Columbus, Ohio. And people were asking me various questions about uh, my business, Wentworth Financial Partners, and exactly what we do. Um, how we do it, uh, what benefits we provide, et cetera, we were able to, how we're able to help businesses. And so I thought we would take some time, um, and I got a lot of questions regarding, uh, again, some of the examples of what we've done. So I think there's a an opportunity to, um, I guess, educate uh, folks a little bit as, as far as, and make them aware, I should say, probably a better way to put it, of what we do, and uh, a lot of people aren't aware of what exactly it is uh, when, when I say CFO services or so what the heck is that? So um, I, I know a lot of people or not a lot of people, what I've run some folks that, that when they hear the name of our company, Wentworth Financial Partners, they assume that we're financial advisors um, and we help you with your personal investments, et cetera. So obviously want to uh, take away that, uh, that, that uh, thinking and make sure people are aware exactly what we do. So again, we, uh, we provide CFO services for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, et cetera. And that comes in a lot of different forms. And not to sound too cheesy about it, but I, w- I would suggest to go out to our website. We literally have a page um, that's called CFO services, and it, it sort of outlines a lot of the different areas of our expertise. Um, but, you know, in a nutshell, um, <laughs> what I like to tell people is we help small business owners sleep better. Uh <laughs> And again, that comes in many different forms, but, um, you know, helping it, helping the business be more profitable, um, improving the cash flow. That's, that's a, a big one uh, right off the bat. And, um, you know, it, it could be HR issues, helping with, um, you know, hiring and firing, um, expansion of the business, whether that's location or hiring additional resources, just, there's a whole litany of things. Uh, uh basically the way to look at it is I say, we take a holistic approach we come into the business and we look at it and say, how can we make it better um, in, in any way, shape, or form? So it's not just numbers um, and financial-based. There's, there's a lot of other aspects to it as well. So hopefully, um, but again, that all boils down to we help small businesses own, business owners sleep better at night. Uh, and, uh, I, and I started using that a little bit as almost like a tagline because I've, I've been told that by um, – more than a few business owners that I've worked with, um, I sleep so much better. And actually by one, one wife of a business owner that I worked with is he sleeps so much better now. Um, so I take that as a big compliment. Um, so I wanted to, so take any, uh, that anything that's misconstrued as far as exactly what we do and what we mean by CFO services. And again, I could go through the whole laundry list and bore the heck out of you. 
as far as everything that's um, sort of in in that realm. But again, it's on the website if you choose to check that out. But what I wanted to share with you um, during this show, and we may actually do another show on it as well, is uh, are some of our success stories. So very concrete examples of, of how we are able to help some different businesses. Um, I think that'll help um, form in everyone's mind, again, exactly what we do. And, and frankly, hopefully give some people some ideas, right? So maybe if you hear some of these examples, there'll be things that you can apply to your business and uh, will be helpful uh, for you. So with that, um, you know, I guess one of the things I'll mention is I just very recently actually started working with a business and it is a small construction company and they, um, he was telling me he has cash flow problems, which again, very common um, thing to hear from small business owners. And so the, you know, I literally asked him three or four questions about it and right away sort of honed in on at least one is sort of a simple tip, I would say, overall, but it's one that I employ in, uh, in a lot of different businesses. And again, it depends on what your business is and the nature of your business. But being that he's a construction company, um, I asked him, you know, supplies, how, how do you buy your materials and supplies for your different jobs? So he buys uh, the vast majority of those at one particular place um, in town, and he buys it on account. So I said, that's due at the end of the month, right? He said, yes. I said, well, how do you pay for that? And he looked at me like I had four eyeballs, and he said, well, I write him a check, and I pay for it. And right away, um, again, and some of you may have heard this uh, from me before, but um, a real easy way to improve your cash flow right off the bat, especially in a situation like that, is at the end of the month when you're paying for that account, get a business credit card and pay for it with a business credit card. Now, depending where you're at in the business or in, in your in your uh, credit card cycle, that gives you another month. It could even be up to six weeks um, after that when you actually have to pay it um, and lay the cash out. So in this example, he buys the supplies, the materials on April 1st. It's The bill is due on April 30th. He goes in on the 30th. He pays it with a credit card, with a business credit card, and then that that billing cycle, depending, and actually sometimes, again, if I, I know I've got a particular credit card I'm thinking of that the billing cycle ends at the end of the month, um, around the 28th or so. So in that situation, he pays for it on April 30th, and it's not even it's going to not going to even show up until the following end of the month when he gets a statement, and then it's not due for another 30 days. So, and in, in, in all actuality, he's looking at almost three months of time between when he buys the material and when he actually lays the cash out for it. And then on top of that, um, again, a business corporate card. And again, you want to make sure you're charging what you can pay for. I don't want you running up debt and I don't want you, um, you know, paying any exorbitant, uh, credit card fees, but these are things you would pay for anyway. Right. But then you get a card that has rewards on it. So in this particular case, um, he buys at least in the last two years, he's averaged buying about a million dollars in materials every year. So using a really simple example, um, and I'm not going to promote any particular card, but there's a, a bunch of them out there, obviously. But even if you get 2% back, a 2% reward back, think about that. That is a free $20,000. If you're charging a million dollars a year um, throughout the year, uh, that's $20,000 of free money or free rewards if you want to travel. Maybe use that as your vacation fund, and, and that's how you reward yourself. 
Um, but a, a, a simple, simple um, uh, cash flow idea there, but something that I try to use as much as possible, and it's uh, very easy and quick, quick to employ that. Um, we are up against the break here, so I uh, wanted to mention if you like some of the things you hear or want to learn more about the business, go out to our website, Wentworth Financial Partners, I had mentioned. Um, you can call us at 614-962-7CFO. Um, you can get find us on Facebook or Instagram at Wentworth Financial Partners. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at MrBizTweets. Uh, and on LinkedIn, I'm Ken MrBizWentworth. Come back after the break, and we'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week and continue talking about success stories. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fog, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Every day, careless drivers drive away from car crashes they cause while you're left behind, injured, without a car, and unable to work. It gets worse. Careless drivers insurance company may refuse to pay you. Your insurance company may refuse to help you. You'll have to do one thing. It's Scott Smith and get justice. We have the experience and the resources to get you the results you need and deserve. Call 888-311-LAWS. That's 888-311-LAWS. Or visit us at sestriallaw.com. Get Scott Smith. Get justice. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. That's 962-7CFO. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Um, Let's get into the Mr. Biz tip of the week before we talk through some more um, real-life examples of success stories that we've had with uh, with some businesses we've been able to help. And the Mr. Biz tip of the week this week is beware of concentration risk. And so what I mean by that, uh, there's probably a lot of different ways to interpret that, specifically for most businesses, customer and supplier concentration risk. And so I talked about this on, uh, we did a show uh, a little while back uh, regarding risk management. And one of the things I talked about on that show was, you know, if you have one customer that say, for example, is 80% of your revenue, obviously a a big problem there and you want to make sure you are able to dilute that or mitigate that risk as much as possible. And we talked about some different ways to do that. Um, and then on the same side, supplier risk. Um, if you've got one supplier that supplies, uh, if you're a manufacturer, let's say for example, and you have a supplier that, it, it, you know, pr- pr- uh, sends you the raw materials that you, um, that you use to make, uh, is the main, um, geez, can't even get it out of my mouth here is the main material you use to produce uh, the goods you, that you make. You want to make sure that you've got some other options there. So if, if something happens with that supplier and you've got a lot of, uh, you know, all your eggs in one basket, as they say, you've got, uh, you're able to mitigate that um, with, with a lot of other different, you know, things like we talked about uh, on that show. Um, so I wanted to get into another example here um, of a success story we've had with a client 
And anyone who runs or works in a medical practice, listen up. So this is a medical practice example. And again, I don't give names or anything like that. Um, most people don't mind if I do that, but I try to keep things as uh, discreet as possible because some do some do mind. Uh, but uh, anyone who works in a, in a uh, medical practice will be familiar with the term re- revenue cycle management. So um, it's, a, it's a kind of a fancy term that basically means um, bringing in revenue, right? <laughs> Getting money from, uh, from the patients and uh, encompasses all elements of that. So as you probably have noticed when you, you, know, you go to the doctor and you get an invoice back uh, from the doctor, it'll say, you know, they charged you, let's say, $300.00. The insurance pay the insurance will only accept a two hundred dollar charge for whatever that particular service was, and they paid one hundred and fifty. So now there's a fifty dollar balance, and you owe that. Um, so that revenue cycle management sort of brings all of that in, um, all aspects of that in. And so the example I had was I was working with a a medical practice that um, is is decently you know, decent size, and they were paying their their company that does their revenue cycle management. Um, about 6% of what, uh, what is brought in. Um, and then, you know, paying for postage for statements to go out, um, et cetera. And so that's obviously a big, big part of the revenue of a, uh, of a medical practice. So first I looked at the performance of that particular company and compared that against some industry standards, as well as a couple of companies that I knew that, that, that I've worked with before that do revenue cycle management and what their historical um, uh, collection rates were uh, for, you know, medical practices specifically, this this was a specialist. And again, I don't want to mention what type, but it, it was a specialist. So with that particular type of specialist, what was their performance compared to what, what they were currently paying? Um, and we looked at it a lot of different ways. So, so the first thing I did was um, the performance was not going well. The communication was poor, and that's kind of what raised the red flag right away. The performance was um, very, very uh, subpar. And um, so there was an almost instant pickup opportunity there. And so we looked at that. Uh, Then I went back to the new company and said, hey, I have a client here and said, uh, you know, potential of X millions of dollars a year, et cetera, et cetera, of business and revenue that you would need to manage. And, you know, what sort of rates could we could we negotiate with that? So um, long story short, uh, I was able to negotiate with them. Instead of paying at 6%, we got it down to 4.8%. Um, that alone right there saved us about $66,000 a year, um, just the, that simple act. Um, I also negotiated a flat postage rate. Um, I got a pretty good inkling. Um, negotiation is definitely one of the things that's a, a strong suit of, of myself, of, my, of, my, of mine, and so I looked into, I, I knew they wanted the business bad. So we looked into the postage. So that's ma- mailing out, you know, three statements uh, potentially with each particular patient um, until we get paid and looking into all that. Um, so we, I negotiated a flat postage rate. Um, so, and again, I'm not sure why they would have agreed to that. There's no way I would agree to it because, again, variability, you never know how much the practice grows, et cetera. But that saved us about another $8,000 um, annually. The performance, as I mentioned, was was very poor from the, the current company we were using, and so the performance was about another two hundred and seventy five thousand is what we estimated. So we saved about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars from this. And then 
One of the things, again, anyone who's a medical practice says, well, geez, that sounds great, Ken, but it's not exactly easy to switch um, from one revenue cycle management company to another. Absolutely agree. It's it's a bit arduous. Um, and what you find is some things can slip through the cracks, and you end up with a gap there where it's it's difficult to explain with where there's almost neither company, not the old or nor the new, are working your your patient, your revenue cycle management for your patients. And so what we did with that was we got clear to the end, and and I said, well, this is one of the you know um, the pitfalls of this, and this is one of my concerns is we're going to miss some of this, and I sort of estimated what that cost was going to be and how much of that was going to be. And then I negotiated further with the new company to say, look, we're, we're, we are ready to do this deal, but we need to, instead of even the 4.8%, we need to take a graduated scale. So we started out, at they were only charging us at 3%, and then we bumped up to 35 after a certain period, 4 and then we got to the 4.8 eventually. But that helped us save some of that money because we, uh, in what we, we thought we would lose in revenue, we picked up with low, lower expenses. So... That is another uh, success story and hopefully hits home for someone with uh, that works at a medical practice. So we are up against the break again here, so I want to uh, make sure we get into that. Again, you can go to the, uh, our, our uh, Facebook page at Wentworth Financial Partners or Instagram, same, uh, or tweet us at MrBizTweets if you have any questions or comments, feedback about the show, or give us a call at 614-962-7CFO. Come back after the break to hear more success stories with Wentworth Financial Partners. I'm Dr. Buzz, D.C., with Buckeye Physical Medicine Rehab, Columbus's largest hormone replacement center. For the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you can completely reverse the effects of aging and the aches and pains of low T. Thousands of patients that suffer from low T have come to us to rejuvenate their youth. Buckeye Physical Medicine patients have enhanced their energy levels, rid themselves of inflammation, and feel years younger. Call Buckeye Physical Medicine and Rehab at 614-721-5698. That's 614-721-LOW-T. Or visit BuckeyePMR.com today. If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fall, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. To learn more about Ken Wentworth, go to wentworthfinancialpartners.com. And now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and... We have been talking so far on this show about um, exactly what it is we do with, with, with Wentworth Financial Partners. Gosh, tongue-tied. Um, and what we mean by CFO services. So hopefully that was helpful to you. And we've been talking through some a uh, couple of different success stories we've had with businesses and helping them, um, as I like to say, helping business owners sleep better at night. Uh, and so I wanted to get into another one of those. But before that, um, I, I'm, I think I may have to start a new segment of uh, every show and having the uh, Mr. Biz corny joke of the week. But um, 
it's funny. Uh, one of our daughters had a one of those uh, little gogurt um, uh, snacks or whatever, and she there's there's a little joke on each one of those, and it said, uh, "What do you get when you throw strawberries against the wall?" And usually there's some sort of pun in, in, in the the answers of this, and uh, the answer is uh, you get an upset mother. So for all the moms out there, thought maybe you'd appreciate that one. It's it's so corny. I actually found some humor in it. Um, so getting back into some success stories we've had. So I wanted to mention uh, this particular one, and sometimes it's not necessarily an increase in revenue or even a uh, you know decreased expense or in- improved uh, operations efficiency, et cetera. I'm going to give you an example of how we were working with um, a bank actually. And it was an avoidance of risk, and it was significant. So we've talked before, and I, I, we did a show on um, how important pricing and product costing is. And I was working with them on um, uh, mortgages, and specifically subprime mortgages. So they were buying portfolios of subprime mortgages. And this was um, quite some time ago. This was uh, when, right before um, the, the crash happened back in sort of like the 08, 09 time frame. And um, they were bidding on all these portfolios and trying to buy these portfolios. And, and typically there would be, you know, six or eight different uh, companies would bid on them. And it almost, it wasn't evenly split, but there wasn't one company that would win more than the others. It was, and they were, the spreads were always very tight. So everyone would be within a couple of basis points of each other. And I know that's a lot of um, technical mumbo jumbo, but, it, but um, you know, a basis point is essentially 1%. So people were within a couple of basis points of each other when they would when they would bid on these portfolios. And so I'll try to shorten the story a bit. So we we bid on thirteen portfolios in the beginning of the year, and we got we had one we won zero of them. And so I had my boss coming to me and leaning on me and saying essentially, "Why aren't we winning these? Obviously, you're not pricing these very well." Started to dig into it. Long story short, determined that one company had won eight out of the 13, which is sort of unprecedented. Um, again, there was a pretty even split, typically. Looked into what they had bid, and they were winning these these bids by a significant amount. Um, so they were outbidding everyone, paying higher than everyone else, put another way. And I, I started digging into it, thinking, man, am I just being way too conservative on this? I mean, um, let's go back to the pricing model. Maybe I've, you know, I, I forgot to carry the five here or there. Um and uh, really determined, I, I felt like that our pricing model was very, very good and it was very accurate and did some testing on it. And then went back and looked at the bids and how they had bid and determined that there was absolutely no way that company could be buying all of these portfolios at the prices they were and have them be profitable. So then we started trying to determine. So these were subprime mortgages, which are um, people with uh, uh, less than good credit, let's say. And so I looked at it as though maybe they were bringing those people in as customers so they could later, you know, cross-sell them on other types of products. But that's not something you would typically see with subprime um, customers. And so that kept diving deeper and deeper and, again, determined there's no way they're doing this in a profitable way. And lo and behold, so what they were doing, and without getting into all the accounting mumbo-jumbo and, and technicalities of it, when you buy a portfolio, you have to put on, you know, if there's a risk associated with it, you have to put that on your balance sheet, et cetera. And that's a big part of, you know, buying these portfolios. Well, um, what was happening and what came to fruition about 
uh, geez, I don't know, a year, 18 months later, is that particular company, which is a well-known company. You would all know if I mentioned it. And some of you may know this when I tell the the punchline here, but they had a write-off of, of in excess of $30 billion, with a B, $30 billion on the subprime portfolios they had been purchasing. So they're outbidding everybody um, and, and you know, weren't accounting for them properly. Or I shouldn't say that. It was nothing shady, but they were very aggressively um, accounting for them. Um, and so in this situation, it's a success story in that we avoided a similar situation. So it wasn't an increase to revenue. It wasn't a decrease to expense. We didn't improve the operations per se. But what we did was we avoided that significant risk. Um, it would have been really easy, especially from the pressure that we were getting to increase our bids for these um, portfolios so we would win more of them. And so obviously it wasn't the right thing to do. And thank goodness we uh, had the, um, uh, y- you know, the the, um, the right idea there and, and stuck with uh, stuck to our guns on that. So, uh, again, the, the success stories come in all different shapes and sizes and forms. Unfortunately, we are running out of time in this episode, but I want to continue this discussion next week on success stories. So... We will, uh, we will absolutely do that. So you can go to our website at Wentworth Financial Partners to learn more.com to learn more about what we do. Call us at 614-962-7CFO. Come back next week and join us. Uh, have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Wentworth Financial Partners is your resource for part-time CFO services that help you work on your business instead of in your business. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff management, or advertisers. Tune in again next week for B2B Radio with Mr. Biz. You've been listening to a Morris Media production. 